When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the best of the summer run home. Weekdays for the Hyundai Santa Fe. Welcome to the best of the summer run home. It was Bozza and the Missile on this afternoon. We spoke about Bozza's slow driving and Robbie Slater not signing with Aston Villa. We had a lot of stories about this man yesterday, and he's here to debunk some of those today. <laughs> 17 caps for the Socceroos, oh, two-time man. League Cup winner with Aston Villa, Premier League winner. World Club Championship Mark as well. <laughs> First British team ever, Palmeiras, 90-99. James. The Missile Magnuson, right. how are you? Two questions, Bozza. Yeah, what? Firstly, are you really a slow driver? Yeah, massively okay. so. I've got, a, I've got a great story for that as well. I just want to say hello to Brooksy as well. Good to see you, mate. Yeah. Hello, <laughs> Marky as well. Hey, hey, you and both of you, please give us your Instagram handles. I'm about to put something up. Um, and great to see you, mate. How's the gym and everything? You look really well and you yeah, sounded really well buzzer. yesterday. Really, great. really good. Um, uh, right. Okay. Slow driver. Mm. Um, first year at Stan Channel 9. We had to go first to the, a, a sort of a Stan little do. Then we all went off. Uh, from Kuji to just across the bridge, Brooks here, Mark, um, to like where everyone was then for the Channel 9 and Stan all together. Yeah. Cr- Christmas too. Yeah. And Craig Foster and Max Rushton are in the car, right? And I was driving, like Robbie said, like I normally do. <laughs> Safety first, my friends. Yeah. Oh, I take yeah. my time. I enjoy <laughs> myself. Right? So, you know, we're going, you know, as you come down the Cable Expressway, you know, yep. the harbour. So I went to the tunnel all the way around. And Max Rushton's at the back. He's just turning. He's going... <laughs> Boz, for somebody who talks so much and so quickly, you drive very slow. <laughs> All of a sudden, Fozzie's gone, oh, I didn't want to say anything. But dude, he goes, somebody overtook us on the bloody roundabout. I was like, oh, okay, okay. I go, buddy, my job is to get you two to that place safely. Yeah. I don't make no okay. excuses whatsoever. Yeah, That's fair yeah, enough. So there you go. The so he's right, story, he's right about that. The second story I wanted to ask you about. So we heard this yeah. story from Robbie Slater's uh, perspective. So basically, you potentially helped him out a bit. He was looking at coming to Aston Villa. Potentially. <laughs> Let's listen to the audio of this. I heard it. I heard it. <laughs> because I disappeared. I was supposed to sign for Aston Villa. Yeah. And apparently Ron Atkinson, about a week later, or no, it was two weeks later, the whole Villa team were invited to um, Ronnie Atkinson, the manager's house, for a barbecue to watch the charity shield. Oh. And and all the players were going, where's your mate Slater? You know, they'd been saying for, you know, are you supposed to sign? And Ron Atkinson had actually... Asked Boss, he said, well, where's and Boss, I don't know. I don't know where he is. And apparently, so Wembley, the charity shield's a big deal. It's 100,000 yeah. people. Yeah. The Queen's there. I think it was Philip, Prince Philip we met along the line. Anyway, the camera's going along the lines. <laughs> and apparently the camera, and there's me, he's in the Blackburn lineup. 
And from that day on, Ron Atkinson, the manager of Villa, said, never trust an Aussie. <laughs> they're, they're all lies. And, and he blamed Bozza for it. Well, pretty much he's put a sanitised version. But let me say, <laughs> let me say, it was all, I, I would say, pretty much on the mark. It's just a few like, minor details. It was a physiotherapist, Jim Walker, a great physiotherapist, used to be a player as well, actually played under the great, late, great Brian Clough at Derby when they won the old first division yep. and got to the European Cup, which was then called the European Cup Champions League semifinals. Right. And he used to always just wind me up with never trust an Aussie and all yeah, that, you know, yeah, like, yeah. just to wind me up. They used to love winding the bozo up, yeah? Yeah, because as, 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 much, you know, as much as I'm Australian, I've still got a little bit of that Croatian temper background. They know that. So they're just trying to push a little bit, right? I try to I try to fight with that. Just say, stay cool and calm, yeah? And they just let it go, Brooksy, for a little bit. You know what I mean? Just get that temper out. Anyway, so this Kahuni, yeah, Robbie, yeah, who I love, but he, he, I'm going to call him Kahuni because, you know, we're like, we, me, him, and Arnie known each other for like 30 years more, but we have four lads left, right, and center. Rings me up. We're going to Plymouth to an army camp. Right? An army place down yep. in Plymouth. Yeah, that's another story for you. And he goes, I'm coming. I go, okay, brilliant. What are you signing for us? He goes, well, yeah. He goes, but, you know, put a good word in for the boy. I said, I will. I, I, I will. And you know what? He, I, you talk about fitness, mate. Yeah. His nickname there at the beginning at the camp was, they called him fitness with a head. That's what they used to call him, fitness with a head. <laughs> he, like, he was, he was phenomenal. Like, Dean Saunders, they were coming to me and going, my God, he's phenomenal. Like, you know, like fitness and all that, like an unbelievable athlete. And um, and he said, you know, he, obviously he said, put a good word. So of course I will, Rob. I, I, you know, mm. I know you. I, you know, you've been brilliant where you've been in Lons. I, I know you. So anyway, come that week of the ch- the Charity Shield is the not the opening weekend of the Premier League season. It's the week before. It's the it's the previous season's league winners versus the previous season's FA Cup winners. If gotcha. that team is the same, which it, which it was, Manchester United won both. Then the then the FA Football Association of England can invite who they want. So they invited the team that comes second, Blackburn, to play. Anyway, Friday comes, right? Friday comes at training, and we have training. I don't know if Robbie was actually there for. I don't. I don't think he was. Just before training, Ron Atkinson called me in his office. He goes, "We're going to offer your mate a contract to stay." You know, what's he on at Lons? I said, "I don't know, boss. He's on a lot." I said, "Yeah," mm. because that back then the Premier League was just getting going, and the European leagues were relatively quite close. And he goes, "Well, how much?" I said, "I don't know. I don't like asking people how much they're on." He goes, "We'll just try to find out something." But we you know we love him. We want him here. And we're not going to break the bank, but, you know, we're going to show, you know, well, I said, okay, no worries. Anyway, went out for training that day, um, started, you know, had training. Robbie wasn't there. Ringing him afterwards. Ringing him. Ringing him. Ringing him. <laughs> Guess eight o'clock at night, I, got, I can see Ron, act, like, you call him boss or gaffer, you know. Yeah. Boss. I, what? He goes, where's your mate? I said, I don't know. He goes, yes, you do. I said, I don't. I said, Gaffer, he goes, are you two playing games? You want... Listen, I know I said I wouldn't break the bank, right? But I'll give him what he wants. But stop playing games with me. And I know you are. I said, oh, boss, I'm not. He said, don't give me don't give me all that. So Jim Walker always says never trust him. I said, I'm te- I haven't heard from him. <laughs> ringing, ringing, nothing. Saturday, ringing, ringing, training. And Ron Atkinson used to come out after. He used to, <laughs> he used to hire someone just to warm up the players so he could come out then with a cup of tea in his hand. And play, right? If you were, and I'm like, doing warm up exercise and all that. So you come past with a goalkeeper. So the goalkeeper's trained separate, right? Mm. Yeah, so, you know, so we're yeah, trained yeah, separate, yeah. right? Yeah, all right, all right. Boz, you know, it's to call me Bozzy over there. Right? Yeah, what? Stop messing around. Where's your mate? I said, I don't know. He goes, listen, 
if you are playing games and I find out that you're lying, you're finished here. And this is the season, like after I play of <laughs> the season, we won the League Cup the season before. We did finish round mid-table, but we won the League Cup. That so was he's a... not layering up, he's no, serious. No, and I said, I don't know. He goes, all right, you know the score, you know the consequences. There's a good lad. That's what you say to me. I go, okay, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> nothing, nothing. Anyway, we go to his place. He invites the fr- uh, families. If you want to bring your girlfriend, you could have. Or if you want to come single, like say me and, and Yorkie and, and the younger boys did for a barbecue at his house, massive mansion he had in Worcestershire. And they were all joking with me. And then he must have told some of the senior players and that some of the senior players were coming up to me like they do. They're like Asian provocateurs. Yeah, saying, mm. Boz, tell us, tell us. I, I know you know. I was like, I don't. Like I was saying to people like Ray Houghton, Dean Saunders, you know, people like that say, I don't. Yeah. All right, whatever. Anyway, so we, we, we sat down, we had dinner and this, that and the other. And, you know, back then it was a little bit different in terms of, you know, with wives and girlfriends. So Ron got his wife to take all the girls out of the, he, he'd done a whole tarpaulin, like, you know, and he's got this massive screen. So we're going to sit down with all the boys, have a few drinks and watch the charity shield. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we're talking and all that. And all of a sudden, this is honestly, it was ironic. Literally before the charity shield was about to start, he's going, last chance for your boss. I reckon you must have known, right? Yeah. Where is your mate Slater? And I said, I don't know. And he said, fair enough. But if you answer me like that again, you'll be fined two weeks wages and I'll send you back to uh, Bondi and you can surf. How's that? I was all right. Anyway, so he's just, I reckon you must have known by then, Brooksy, right? So then he goes, anyway, let's watch the game, everyone, right? So we're going quiet and they're playing the national anthems and it's going, you know, along the teams, you know, with the face. As it's going along the team, next minute you see Robbie's face. <laughs> and everyone's just, they were chucking food at me and everything. Going, liar, By that time, I was going, whatever, whatever. I said, whatever, okay, whatever. Yeah? And Jim Walker, like, you know, the physiotherapist, lovely man. You know, he just waited for that great timing he had, Mark. Yeah, just waited for that quiet moment. And he just said, you know, that's what I told you. Never trust an Aussie. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? To be fair to Robbie, great choice because they won the league that year. Welcome to the best of the summer run home. It was Bozza and the Missile. Bozza spoke about the final game of the season being played on the same day, playing against Robbie Slater for Aston Villa and Robbie Slater winning the EPL title in 1994. The most, one of the most exciting, with the exception of the Aguero. I remember Aguero scored for Manchester City. Yeah. Remember yeah, that? Yeah, that same I mean, that gives yeah, me tingles yeah. even now. But that before that, so the Aguero one was 2012, I think. So 1994, 95, that 1995, that last day was we played the games all at the same time. Yep. So if somebody can't say, oh, you, you know, this or that, there's no sort of question about integrity. All the games kick off at the same time mm. and you watch it. And it was amazing because all Blackburn needed was a draw and Man United need to win and hope, no, and hope that Blackburn, I think, hope that Blackburn lost, lost or, or yeah. no, lost or drew actually. No, Blackburn needed to match Man United's result basically. That's all. Uh, pretty much. No, if Blackburn. They were two points up. Yeah. If Blackburn, sorry, if Blackburn lost, which they did. Yeah. Right. They had to hope that Man United only Didn't drew. Win. That's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's what it was. If if Blackburn drew, so I think Man United had a better, a better goal difference. And Man United mm. won. Gone. Yeah. Yeah. But it was ironic because, you know, like unbelievable that Kenny Dalglish is their manager of Blackburn. He's going back to a place where he's an absolute legend. So everyone was thinking, oh, Liverpool going to let Liverpool beat Blackburn 2-1. Mm. 
Yeah, but Man United somehow, and the thing was the Blackburn game had sort of, I think that had finished first. And we were watching and they were getting chance after chance. And it was my teammate in the future. And he's a lovely goal. He's a great goal scorer, Andy Cole. But he, he did. He missed about three or four. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when I came back to Man United, it was York, he got real close to him. And I said, how is he and all that, you know? He said, he's good, but he said, don't mention that, that day against West Ham. <laughs> said, is it surprising to you, Bozza, that uh, Australian sport haven't cottoned on to that last? I know we have finals. And the yeah. Premier League is very much first past the post. Yeah. But the Australian sport hasn't cottoned on to the final round of the regular season to do something similar where they have a bit yeah, of flexibility. A little bit. Because I've seen it. There was one time when the A-League was actually going okay. It was about seven or eight years ago. And there were a couple of teams playing off for it, right? And we actually suggested kicking off all the games at the same time. But for some reason, it didn't quite get. But there was games going on actually at the same on a Saturday night I think it was Melbourne Victory Brisbane when John Aloisi was in charge of Brisbane around that time right that was good because we we'll, you know we're we'll sort of saying well they have to win you know this that and the mm. other but I think the final series have just sort of rubbed a lot of that out but I, I think it would be a great idea uh, I'd love to get a TV executive on or you know someone like Murray Shaw who knows about the ratings you know and I mean you, you'll know about that who said I remember they used to say we don't like to split the ratings I, like, I don't know Something like that, you know, something like that. But I just think it would be great for all the codes, really. But I think you would say with Rugby League and AFL, you'd be saying, well, why do I want to watch, no disrespect to teams, I'm just picking them out. So if anyone's listening. Dragons. I don't know, Essendon, <laughs> Essendon <laughs> versus, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll do, I'll do them two Melbourne teams, so I won't get in trouble, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Essendon, St Kilda, if mm. I can't even get any yep. eight. Yep. So yep. fair enough. But maybe the ones that mean something, have them, and the other thing as well that we've got, which is huge, I guess, uh, when I say we, I mean the pre like Premier League, uh, two things. Uh, number one, there's different things to play for. So there could be relegation. There's, you can play for to get True. into Europe, yeah. get into the top four. Yeah. So there's about three or four plus the title. Yeah. Three or four things to play. And the other thing is, well, they get prize money for... I, I always remember our late chairman, bless his soul, Sir, uh, Sir Doug Ellis, coming in on the last day of the season. I said, I know he's just switched off. I know he's went to run a trophy. But the bottom line is, if you win today, we're ninth. That's a difference of £2 million for the club. Yeah. Right, so he'd come in and say, "So you make sure you win." And it's always some cheeky bugger would shout out, "Marky, how much are we getting of the two million?" He'd say, <laughs> and, and that's the that's the thing with the NRL. It sounds like all the teams get their salary cap yeah. from the NRL each season. So wouldn't it be better to have it sort of tiered, like you were saying, that I there would be so. values, like let's say I the bottom so. team gets. Yeah whatever the cap is, let's say it's 12.3 million, yeah. but then you have a sliding scale up the ladder yeah. so that then you could actually quantify and say, this game is actually worth $2.4 million 100%. swing yeah, 100%. depending on who wins it. hundred percent. And remember rugby league as well. They had all that, you know, oh, this is about, I reckon this is about 12 years ago. I yeah. you know, all that talk about, oh, when there was nothing going on in the game that there was, there was a bit suspect, you know, and then I had it for AFL as well because it would help them with salary picks for the next season, you know, yeah, for these, whatever. The yeah. You could take that all, the draft, you could take that all out of it, in my opinion. But I always remember, I think Tara Rushton's wedding against, uh, against, against with, Cooper. Yeah. Against Cooper yeah. Cronk. Tara oh, Rushton versus Cooper Cronk. Great battle. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it was, uh, uh, Robbie was actually there that night, right? So, uh, and I was there with uh, Craig Bellamy. Yeah, oh. right. So Craig Bellamy the was there talking. Welsh striker or yeah, that's Storm him. coach? That's him, that, yeah. No, Storm coach. No, Storm oh. coach, yeah. And um, and having a really good chat. And it was really, really interesting to hear what he does with players and how he manages and this, that, and the other. And I actually said to him, because he brought up a similar thing to what you said, Brooks. He goes, what do you think about us the way we decide? I said, look, I've got no problem. It's the Australian way to have a grand final. But so far as I'm concerned, I think it really stemmed from uh, originally the federations – 
used to get all the money from the final series, so that would make that more important. That's what I think it's originally stemmed from way, way back. Yep. But I still think you should make more out of being minor premiers because when you start Massively. pre-season, you want to be the best team in the Well, you're the best team in the league over the whole year. Then all of a sudden, what? You, you lose a game. I remember, like, you know, that's why I used to stand up for Nathan Highmarsh because they used to give him stick. I always never won a grand final, but they won minor premiers. They should say there's two major trophies. All right, the grand final might be the bigger mm. one. Right, you might mm. say, but this is important as well. And how do we make it important? Just like you said, for each place, there should be a you know some, some prize money. Yeah, yeah. And I think that would that would it's a hundred thousand dollars now, yeah. isn't it, Brooksy? I think it went up recently. Two. It was it was yeah. oh not that much. I yeah. think it was in the two. maybe a, maybe a, you know for rugby league maybe uh, you know I mean, you, you're all over this, Miss. I was always here to talk about it. You know for the, their salary cap. So maybe say all right, well next year dispensation. You've got an, you've got an extra two hundred thousand yeah. yeah. in your salary Absolutely. cap as you finished ninth. Absolutely. Rather than finishing 10th. I've got a couple of questions for you, Bozza, yeah. off that story. Firstly, uh, when you played Blackburn that year, yeah. any tension between Robbie no, and... No, 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 it wasn't. No, no, it wasn't. The, 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 the biggest thing I can remember from Robbie, this was a classic. He, he may have told you he then went to... I mean, but so, you know, Robbie was... Like I said to somebody yesterday, he was an integral part of that championship winning team. I think it was... I don't know if Chris Sutton went there that year. I think he might have. It was only Chris yeah, Sutton was. and Robbie... But I don't know if Chris Sutton already been there for a year. I don't think he had. I think it was only Chris Sutton and Robbie that had gone there. They were the difference. They they made a huge difference. Robbie especially, um, because in terms of you know you need a top squad, mm. yeah. So it, it it made an absolute huge difference. So there wasn't so much then. And if I can remember rightly, they beat us twice. They beat us at um, Ewood Park, uh, and in the return at Villa Park, one nil as well. But the one thing I do remember, <laughs> you'll remember this as well. When he went to Southampton, so this is coming back to what we said about excitement. So we were already safe. I think this was, I think this was actually 95, 96. And it might've been the year after I'll, I'll find, I'll, I'll look at my diaries in the break and have a look for you. Southampton last game of the season, all games kicking off at the same time. They didn't know Southampton, whether or not that they were going to stay up. So they really needed a win against us to be safe. And we're in the tunnel. Yeah. yeah. But typical Robbie, he goes, come on, Boz, you know, we need to really need a win today. And I said, <laughs> No chance, mate. No, absolutely no chance. Mate. Should have seen his face. And during that game as well, he actually cut in. He actually cut in. I think he cut in from the left. I don't know if he was playing on the left. He'll be able to remember. Um, but he cut in and he hit an absolute rasper. And I've done. I've really done a good save as well. <laughs> yeah, really. There's only one Aussie that ever scored against me. And I, I, um, I think his name was Richard, some, Richard Johnson, who played for Watford. That was against Man United when we beat him 4-1. That was the only one. I don't think Harry, none of them, not Harry, not Dukes. Uh, none of them. Um, Timmy, Timmy wasn't playing. Uh, he might've been playing, but lower divisions when, when I was playing. So, um, so, so there you go. So, um, yeah, that was the only th- the time you come close, but they're an exceptional team, Blackburn. I hear what Robbie said. I feel sorry for them because you see where they are now. They're sort of closer to the relegation zone in, in championship than they are to the, pro- but they were, you know, he said, Oh, not Man City, the same level. If you did inflation and all that, they were the Man City of that day. Mm. So Jack Walker, bless his soul, he's passed away as well. Was a steel merchant. He made an absolute fortune, and his greatest wish before he passed away, his hometown was Blackburn, was to make them champions. It was a fairy tale story. So he set up a whole lot of uh, money for them, you know, he, 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 his own money, to right. make them great, yep. and then also set up a structure for when he had gone, Brooksy, to make sure that it could continue. But it Why just didn't, didn't it work? I don't know. I mean, it was yeah. mismanagement. Not enough mismanagement. money? I mean, like, well, enough money, but just mismanagement. Yeah. Yeah? Uh, my other question, so you said there was... A 
points where you, you know one position on the table could cost you two million dollars. Uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah, a million pounds. Well, what or whatever. would be the current sort of scale of finishing bottom of the Premier League? Oh, no, I'll have a look. Top? I'll have a look. I'll have a look. I think the bottom for finishing top. Look, you, you all play a certain amount of games on TV, and you yeah. get money for that. Yeah, everyone gets an equal when they when they divvy up the the billions. So everyone gets a certain amount at the start. That's all equal. Then everyone plays for the first round exactly the same amount of times on TV. Then from about, I think it's about, well, I'll check it for you. I think it's about February onwards. Then the TV is allowed to decide what games they have on as their main games. Because not every game is right. live there. We've got, we've got more live games really? than that. Yeah. Wow. Right? So then they, you know, like match of the day or, you know, remember with the rugby league, big match. So then they decide which the big games are going to be and how the draw is going to get out. And the more times you play on TV, the more money you get. And yeah. also the higher you finish in the league, the more money you get. And obviously if you qualify for Europe, depending what competition, the more money you get as Which well. Which is the game they call like the million dollar game or whatever it is. Is that to qualify right, that's the, to go up yes, to the EPL? Yes, because yeah. right now, how's this? Just from TV rights alone, if you finish last in the Premier League, you still get more at the start of the season than a team who wins the Bundesliga. That's how much they've, wow. that's how much they've built it up to. It's, wow. it, I'm proud. You know, I think we're there from the start. And always remember um, Sir Alex Ferguson when it first started in 1992, 93. And people can say what they want, but it was Rupert Murdoch who started this. Mm. So, you know, kudos to him. He was started in his team. He bought it. You can say what you want. A lot of people from a political perspective don't like whatever. But you can say what you want. From a sporting perspective, it was an Australian who started the Premier League, and that was him. And 1992, 94, I always remember first. He goes, oh, I'll give it six months. <laughs> well, well, how long has it been now, yeah. really? And, you know, yeah. there was the first division years. and all that. But the thing was, what was happening over there, the big six clubs at that time was Everton, Liverpool, Man United, uh, Arsenal, Tottenham, uh, Tottenham. I think that was them, Aston Villa, right? They were not getting what they thought that they should do, understandably so, yeah? And they formed this, you know, breakaway. But the, the most important thing was they had the fan support. So they got, and at the start it was 22 clubs. The other clubs said, we'll come in as well. And now it's down to 20 clubs. Um, they all have one vote. You know, that was one thing, uh, another story I heard. This is another story I'd love to love uh, to ask our beloved, and I'm saying that sarcastically, APL, um, every club's got to vote, okay? You, you only need, I think, 10 votes for something to go through. I thought it was, it, somebody told me 10 votes last night. I was, actually thought it was something like two-thirds, but whatever. Everyone's got to vote. In the Australian professional leagues, I got told last night, this is what I wanted to have confirmation as well. I got told that Western Sydney Wanderers, Sydney FC, Melbourne Victory, Melbourne City have one vote each, and the other eight clubs have one vote between them. So anyway, that's another story anyway. But every club has one vote, and it's just gone on and on and on. Mm. And that championship game, so what they do is they have playoffs. So the first two qualify automatically. Three, four, five, and six. Three play six, four play five, two-legged games. Winners of those two-legged games have a one-legged game at Wembley to see who wins the It's a bit of a final series. The most expensive yeah. game in the world because of the money that they can earn, like wow. I said to you, yeah? But I'll have a look at that. I'll, I'll have a look at that for you during the break. Just once I do my Instagram. What's your, what's your Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the best of the summer run home. We caught up with the crew across the Dutch in SENZ and spoke to them about Ronald Volkman. Uh, also spoke about post-game celebrations and new Rugby Australia head coach, Schmidt. Joining us now, uh, John and Beaver from SENZ. Good afternoon. <laughs> that's, that's, that's awkward. Uh, how are we, guys? Very good. How are you? Yeah, we're not bad, Boz. Uh, I've right. got me old, uh, I guess we'd almost call him childhood uh, rugby teammate, John R. Farr, with me today. We oh, played, brilliant. Uh, hey, Johnny. We played. Hey, lads. How, how you going? Good, good to speak to you. 
How yeah, do you spell yeah, no. John? Because I was just having a conversation. Uh, asking. Oh, no, I want to know. No, no, no. I want to know because I, I, I got reprimanded by one of my old clubs, uh, Aston Villa, because yeah. there's a player at Aston Villa. Uh, well, he, apparently you're supposed to say John, but his name is John is spelled J-H-O-N. Some people spell it J-O-N. How do you spell yours, John? It's the J-O-H-N, but I okay. have seen people spell it with the H. Yeah. Something, something, you know what I mean? I'm yeah. just like slightly confused or thought that was a real mistake, but I didn't realize that was the actual yeah. name going around. Well, no, but, yeah, so the one from Aston Villa is Jean, and I was calling him the other week, Jean, and they <laughs> rank, he's, he's from, he's from Colombia. Very good oh, player, oh. yeah, but it's like Jean Duran. So I was going, Jahan, all right, I was going to say, all right, fair enough. I was going to call him Duran Duran then. Hey, he's, boys. Not smoky. he's not a smoky for first uh, goal scorer this week, is he? Oh, is he worth yeah, well, that's an omen. Yeah, that's right. an omen bet. They're now. playing against Chelsea in the FA Cup, maybe. There you maybe. Go. maybe. Boys, uh, lots yeah. of news coming out of New Zealand in the rugby league. Firstly, Ronald Volkman is set for surgery with the Warriors. Now, we were saying on this show that seems common sense if the injury happened at the Warriors, you know, workplace injury and, and the like. Well, what, are, what are you guys hearing over there about the Volkman scenario? Yeah, well, uh, we have a thing called ACC over here. Um, so no doubt uh, they are involved all of a sudden, the, the accident in the in the workplace. But, uh, yeah, apparently by all accounts the, the Warriors are, are going to chip in. And what a funny state of affairs that's all turned into that. I mean, Boz, in your professional career, which obviously the soccer clubs are, are ruthless in themselves, what would have they done in such a situation? Just wash their hands of it and said, good luck, son? So what happened, Bozza? He, injured, he, he yeah. injured himself yeah. just before Christmas at yeah. the Warriors. Uh, the Warriors then released him from his contract. He signed a release, went to the Dragons, trained for a day at the Dragons. Then they noticed something was wrong with him. They did a medical. He needed a shoulder eco, so they didn't sign him, didn't register a contract for him. Now he's left in limbo. No, i, I tell you exactly what would have happened. If there was any talk about you going to another club, right? first and foremost, your agent is very important in this situation, right? So he's got a contract with the Warriors, right? So he can basically technically see through that contract. If he's given doctor's reports, I think it has to be three, to say he can never play again at the standard that he was playing, then he'll have a choice. Can he take out take his own personal insurance and how you do a deal with the club? If you want to, you can still stay there because the club have just signed you. But if, for example, you're now got interest from another club, number one, the club he's going from, Warriors would be able to say, look, Dragons, Normally we'd charge $3 million to this player, but give us a million because he's got a bit, a few issues. But the deal will hinge on his medical at the new club. Mm. He would not sign anything until the medical has been complete and they say we're happy with the medical. Or else he stays with his club. Yeah, Simple as that. Because every player, every player um, basically by our union has to have their own personal insurance and every club in the, in the Premier League has their own insurance. So when you claim your own personal insurance, the club will claim their own insurance and there's no problem. But if they say, look, you're never going to play again at the same level and they both come to an agreement with the contract, that's a different story. They, they, they will make that deal. Yeah. But there's no way that you would completely cut ties with one club until they've said the Dragons, that medical is okay. So dodgy by the manager as well, right? Well, yeah. no, no. He should have, he should have, you know, crossed all T's and dotted all yeah. I's. Put it that yeah. way, yeah? Uh, now, boys, this this one that just I just love this story. Um, we've been talking about and own experiences in the situation today, and I'm sure Boz, you would have and and Miss, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if you would have been caught up in this situation. But Glenn Maxwell, uh, <laughs> not for the first time, is going to miss a cricket game. First of all, how hard do you have to be going at a concert to knock yourself clean out? 
And are we now of the uh, of agreements that that backyard game where he broke his leg, um, that wasn't just a, a bad call from the non-strikers <laughs> end. That, that had to be something else. Yeah, well, to answer your think, yeah. first question, I mean, I, I don't know about you, Mister, but in season, like, never. They never go to any of those type of extent. I mean, well, I'd put it this way. I, I never used to drink. I had mm. my I had my occasional cigar, but I never used to drink mm. during season. Off-season, different story. But there are certain <laughs> – there are cert- yeah, but there's still there are certain things that you have in the contract that you got, you, you've got to be – you know, I remember once when I broke my foot in New York playing basketball seriously right, yeah. and I, I mean i got grilled yeah. I, I mean when i say grilled i mean i feel as though i had been arrested by the club mm. yeah because are you sure it wasn't water skiing you sure it wasn't if you <laughs> you know <laughs> when it happened <laughs> when it happened I had to, seriously water because you can't do any of that because i was in new york when you think i was yeah, yeah? and um I, i'll never forget the time when i had to ring aston villa to let them know and they made the hospital in new york do a breath test on me Seriously, really? Yeah, hundred percent. That was no problem, but they did. Yeah, hundred percent. So not in our thing, but um, I mean, the, the backyard cricket thing is something you have to explain to me. But this newest thing so is he, not. He's done yeah. three injuries. He broke right. his leg uh, at some sort of birthday party. Supposedly <laughs> playing cricket. Limbo. He, he yeah. then supposedly fell off a golf cart and got injured. <laughs> uh, knocked himself okay. out another time, and this is the third one. This time he was at a wow. concert. Brett Lee's. Uh, band which was called Six, six and Out. out. Yep. He was at a he was at a six, oh, yeah. he was at a Six and Out concert. And is that heavy metal? Miss? Yeah. Heavy metal no, no, <laughs> I wouldn't say so. So he's got so pissed that he's uh, he's come a cropper and, and that's been he's been taken by an ambulance. Yeah. Wow. Um, I think we can surmise that he's a bit of a lunatic on the piss. Put it that way. Is he playing now? Or is he on holiday? Uh, well, no, he's supposed to be playing this test match. We can't yeah. make it though now. Well. Obviously not. Yeah. yeah. You guys should have heard the stories that Beav and Johnny were giving about their pre or uh, post game rituals earlier today. Uh, <laughs> well, let's hear them. Let's hear them. Well, that. probably the yeah. probably the best, well, dumbest All one right. is uh, the brand that we've uh, got a great mate, Rich Kahui, who now resides in Australia, former All Black, and we just finished our domestic season. We're about to go on an end of year tour, and our team uh, is a rural team, Waikato, and uh, we were all hard on the booze at the end of the season. We were on a farm at the time, trying to stay out of trouble. Big boy bonfire and one of the coaches found a branding iron and uh, for cattle and we decided that it was a real good idea to get that real hot and show our uh, commitment to the uh, to our team and uh, brand each other and well Richard took one on the uh, on the backside and it blistered up and burnt that poorly that two days later when we went to All Blacks camp uh, he couldn't partake for the next week, which wow. did not go down well, as and you can you, imagine. And, 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 uh, and you two are trying to say about me and a missile. Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is a different level. Kiwis are always like that. Kiwis are on a different level. They try to give it the old underdog, you know, whatever. They're on a different level. You are on a different level. Oh, man. So, uh, um, so good old oh, okay, good old I can, I can confirm yeah? on the Australian swim team we've never branded anyone. On yes. a Mad yeah, Monday after party. Up until that story. Smokes. Yeah. Holy smokes. Yeah. Uh, boys, wanted to ask you about Joe Smith. Uh, Bozza and I haven't heard a lot about him. He's our new Wallabies head yeah. coach. Uh, he was the former assistant coach at, at the All Blacks. Tell us, what can we expect yeah, good uh, question. from the new new head coach? Well, you boys are lucky because me and Beaver had him since we were like 17, 18. He used to be our New Zealand schools coach. So. Ah. Joe Smith, the teacher, the man from Manawatu, <laughs> okay. um, loves wearing rugby kit. Um, <laughs> yeah. Does he pull his socks he was, up? <laughs> nah, he's actually socks down. Oh, so stubby okay. socks down. But um, 
You know, coaches very professional wear the tracksuit. Yeah. No, not Joe Smith. He likes to wear rugby shorts and socks while he does the does the training sessions. Oh, there you go. Oh, so, so he's a really hands-on, out-there coach yeah, as yeah, opposed to be being a manager that steps back. Okay. No, nah, no, nah, hands-on, very knowledgeable. So I think it'll be good for the What Aussies. type of style like, yeah. of rugby does he like to play, boys? Structured. Oh, yeah, okay. Detail. A lot of okay. detail. All right. Mm. Uh, he, he turned around to Ireland rugby. He turned around to Irish rugby. All right. Um, well, definitely. Nice. Yeah, yeah but he's quite serious too. I don't know. The old um, casual Thursday night, Saturday nights might be out the window for the Aussie <laughs> boys. Like, yeah, okay. It could really okay. dry out for um, the poor team, but uh, you know what I mean. What, what's his man management like? He's oh, hard. Yeah, he's pretty cutthroat. There's a hard wow. edge to him. Okay. Yeah, don't be don't be judged by the nice, cleanly shaven. Uh, he got like a bit of a yeah, yeah, yeah uh, socks down type thing. Yeah, yeah no. Looks twenty. He could be tinted with like a little. <laughs> he got like a little bowl cut. There's oh, blonde shaggy. You know here. what? We we really do need a savior. So I I really think. Well, can we? Uh, not think. I really hope do. and pray yeah. that this does because, like I said, for me, it just hit an all time low last time. Not like getting out of that group stage. Can yeah. we get an unbiased opinion? Upgrade or downgrade from Eddie? Oh, upgrade. Yeah, upgrade. I could have told you that. You have to tell but, them. Yeah. Give you yourself were... an uppercut. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, all right. All right. Yeah, great. Don't get out of a group of two teams yeah. we didn't even know played rugby in Wales and bloody Fiji. Yeah. Who do you want to give an uppercut to, mate? Yeah. But unfortunately Wait till for I see him. Yeah. Unfortunately for us in radio, we don't have hours of content now. Well, that's the only thing that is yeah, depriving us of. I know, but I, that's like when somebody said to me, any publicity is good publicity. I went, yeah, wait till you suffer bad publicity. won't be saying that. Same with that. It's about, it's about quality, boys. It's about quality. Give me some of the uppercut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, Boz, mate, we can't believe it. These Knicks. Of the table, are we taking it all now? Oh, well, I, I hope he's due. I mean, you got so you got Auckland as well. So, the guy who owns Bournemouth has bought a mm. license for Auckland as well. And I, I always, I mean, I've, I've actually played a charity game in Auckland. The support for, for soccer there is absolutely phenomenal. So, I always thought Auckland would be a great city to play. So, um, it, it's, it, it's really good to see. Uh, that they're there. They've been there and thereabouts before when Ernie Merrick was there. And I think one season under Mark Rudin, they had a decent, but I really hope, but they've never won it before, they yep. can continue this on. It'd be really good for the, for the whole competition because at the moment, especially after this week's news that we've had here, which I won't go into detail on the boys with, but I think it'd be really good for the competition uh, that somebody that you could say was unfancied at the start of the season go on and win it. And also for New Zealand soccer as well. Yep. You know, I, I really think that that would be absolutely fantastic for it. Boys, we've got to fly. John, nice to meet you, Beaver. Pleasure as always. Enjoy the rest of the show, lads. Thanks, Beaver. Thanks, Thanks Johan. lads. Welcome back to the best of the summer run home with Bozza and the Missile. We spoke to Ian Healy about the upcoming T20 series and their squad that Australia has selected. Joining us now is the host of SENQ Breakfast and chairman of the Brisbane Heat, Ian Healy. What heels? Welcome to the summer run home. Thanks very much, James. Go, Boz. Hey, buddy. How are you? Yes, very well. Thanks. I've That's just good. arrived in Sydney. Very so, good. Um, so before we start, yeah, be, yeah before we start be this good. interview, I'm very uncomfortable that you're chairman of the Heat. Is that not a conflict of interest doing this interview now, <laughs> right about here? <laughs> no, no, it's it's a great rivalry. Oh, yeah, it is. And I'm starting it off right now as I'm sick of his winning the rugby league, and we're going to hit back tonight. <laughs> Hey, Heels, uh, the second test starts tomorrow against the West Indies. Uh, you're going to be part yep. of that call with uh, the SEN cricket team. Uh, Usman Khawaja cleared to play. Uh, some other big stories in the cricket world. I mean, there's the Glenn Maxwell story. But let's talk firstly about uh, this this test tomorrow. And, uh, you know, is it going to be more of a contest? How many days will we get out of it? Does the day-night add a, any extra advantage for the West Indies maybe? Can they draw something from that? 
Yeah, probably not. They they bowled well in Adelaide and got us oh, out well. uh, reasonably cheaply. So so that's okay. They just need to make sure they hold on to their catches, bowl as well. The conditions, as you say, as you intimate, might swing. It's been really humid up there, so it might swing. There's normally a better grass cover on a pitch for the pink ball to protect it a little bit. So that might that might um, give some seam. Um, and but it'll come down to how well the West Indies can bat again against our bowlers. Mm. Uh, they're, they're talented enough. I just hope for the next five to ten years they can keep these guys together, yeah. find enough money to really value Test cricket once again, and get back going. So um, now I, I I think the discrepancy between the two sides will be there again. So let's see how big it is. But my first Test in Australia in 1988. We got beaten as badly by the West Indies as the West Indies got beaten by yeah. Australia last Remember week those in Adelaide. Days. Remember those days? Yeah, hundred percent. So, yeah. so they've just, I just hope they can turn it around like we we did in the late eighties and into the nineties. I think it's a lot to do as well with our sporting culture per se. Like you know, Australian, in my yeah. opinion, don't like to see two uneven contests one way or the other. Yeah. Yeah. But I I will say this: there's a lot of places around the world, and for me personally, when I'm going to watch. My country, that's the world champions in, in Australia. Me personally, I don't mind. I'm going to go there. I want to watch it. I want to, I know I'm going to get what I want, which is them winning and winning well. Mm. And I understand both sides. But so far as I'm concerned, I love my cricket. My team are the world champions. I'm going there and I'm expecting them to win and win well. Yeah, we, we've got that attitude and we've got good investment in our sport and we understand the the esteem and the, the confidence it gives your whole country. You feel good if you if you've got good teams, you know. 100%. But the West Indies, the West Indies, it's a it's a combination of twenty six countries. Yeah. That there's the pressure they're under right there to, mm. to get together to provide investment levels that are gonna make make cricketers get better. It's mm. very, very difficult and costly. Mm. We heard there's a bit of COVID going through the Australian team. Do we know if there's gonna be yes. any changes to the lineup? Geez, I hope not. We've got Renshaw down here with us. Um, So (laughs) we don't want him getting called back just yet. Um, No, yeah, Cameron Green and Travis Head with COVID and Andrew McDonald. Um, So, uh, no, we haven't heard of any changes. And it'll be interesting to see how how sport copes with COVID these days. Well, the government guidelines are if you've got it, you can still go to work. So they can still go to yeah. work. They just put a mask on oh, when they're playing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they sit away. No sit using away, your sweat we'll the, to put shine on the ball. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, hey, Hills, uh, the T20 squad for the West Indies series was announced today. Uh, Mitch Marsh named as captain. That's a huge mm. honour for him. Uh, interestingly, yes. we spoke briefly. Glenn Maxwell, so he's been named in the squad despite what happened the other night. Uh, Pat Cummins came out in an interview yesterday, basically said he needs to pull his socks up a bit. Um, Fair enough. Thoughts firstly in the squad and then, and then the Glenn Maxwell scenario. Um, I'm, I'm a little um, surprised, as I was night before last or something, when, when the one-day team got selected, that Spencer Johnson's not in it. Mm. You know, like, as soon as Starkey gets rested, you know, we've got a, a big, tall left armour bowling the house down in a T20 comp get him in there. Mm. So I don't I don't really know about that one. Um but that's about all. It's a extremely talented squads, both those, one does and T twenties. Yeah. Um congratulations to Mitch Marsh. Hasn't he had a great recovery? Yeah. Um so uh, yeah that, that's about all I could I haven't really had a good um, assessment of what who got selected but um yeah I was just I I'm thinking that Spencer should be at least in one of those teams. Mm. 
There you go. And then uh, the Glenn Maxwell issue. So uh, I've not really known a player to have this many injuries <laughs> as a result mm. of uh, as a result of skylarking. Look, he's thirty five. So when you say pull your socks up, I mean he's thirty five. It is what it is. But um, what do, what should a cricket Australia do about this? Um, investigate it and and probably do what they're doing. You know, mm. you be very mindful of your decisions. You know what what happened there. You know, mm. was it was it dehydration or was it just straight out booze? Who knows? But mm. yeah, that, that, they need to f- find out. Maybe Glenn could own up himself. Mm. Um, but but no, they, they don't have to jump in um, ahead of everyone else. But but certainly the cautions, the precautions he, he now needs to take has have been expelled out to him. I reckon Pat Cummins was quite good on this. Mm. And yeah. uh, you, you know, you own your decisions. You're an adult. And, there will be ramifications if you if you get it wrong too often. Surely, absolutely spot on. That's mm. I think that's all, and that's all organisation can do. A lot of organisations usually have, depending on, on what you are, you know, one chances, two chances, and and I'm sure um, that they've perhaps gone through all that right now. Um, and and it's down to you know you're free to do as you want. We're very lucky to live in a country where you can do that. But you're not free from the consequences. No. Simple as that. And like I said to you, the standards are so high in Australian cricket. You've got. You know, the, you know the world champion one day side, the world champion test side. So, and there's people. You know, you heard. Um, you know, he was talk about. You know, in another position. You know, there's there's people breathing down everyone's neck. So, um, it's it's really down to the player. If he really wants to maintain his spot and where he is in the line of Australian cricket, he'll do something about it. Have you been and seen uh, six and out live heels? Are they that exciting? No, no. <laughs> I, 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 saw, I, I have seen them in Darwin. But yeah, no, they go good and they have a lot of fun. But yeah, no. Well, they're that exciting that that Maxi went to sleep. <laughs> so. uh, all right, uh, you can catch the BBL final live from the SCG Sixers versus Heat, seven p.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time, six p.m. up in Queensland across the SEN network. Ian Healy, thanks for joining us on the run home and uh, good luck this afternoon yeah. and tonight. Thanks, Seals. No worries, fellas. Thanks Great to speak lot. to you, mate. Welcome back to the best of the summer run home. I spoke to Bozza today about the mess that is the A-League. Lost jobs, keep up, and plenty more. You know, and it's so sad. Those people, some really good people lost their job this week because of decisions above them at the APL. Some really good people. And speaking to a few of them, the saddest thing is that a lot of them have just got to the point with Australian football where they're just thinking, oh, I'm going to go work in some other sport. Just the spirits you. And I think this is what I think is a good example. So Robbie and I, like I said, had a period where we weren't speaking. But life's too short. Mm. You know, Don't. it's like in a lot of times I've seen in Australian football, somebody says or does something, unless it's something really ridiculous. Obviously, everyone's got their red lines. But, you know, okay, have your little period, but then move on. You know, have your little period, move on. And unless... You know, and you've seen it now or else people are going to come and take advantage of you. And you've seen it now this week. I mean, that news that came on is absolutely extraordinary. That uh, an organization as Australian football has become. And remember, I want people to clearly separate this from Football Australia because they want it to be separate, the, the APL. That that they were bought out by Silver Lake, I think, was a real credit. That's a That's a great credit to them. For some people say 140 million Australian dollars, some people say 120 million dollars. That people are coming and saying, and by the way, I must emphasize this hasn't been totally confirmed, although there's been about six people have said it to me. 
that that money is gone after two years. And not only that, there's people, real people, people that you know, that I know, uh, that have lost their jobs. And are now, I mean, there's there'd be no worse feeling in life. And now struggling, you know, basically, and looking at the sport in this type of manner is really, it's, it's just not on. And I think that's got more of a chance to happen of things being like that when people are divided rather than united. So many people have got so, so many answers. And I've asked those questions before. And maybe we won't hear those answers. Another people, the person on Twitter saying to me, it's a private company. They don't have to answer anything. Now, under law, that may be true. But this is a public sport. Okay? So the unwritten law, in my opinion, when you, especially with your people that mean the most, which are the fans, is that you've got a moral responsibility to be as transparent as you possibly can, especially when... This is what the APL campaigned on against the, the, the past Football Federation Australia, that they weren't transparent enough. Well, you know, if that money's gone, where has it gone? And as I said to you, where? where? Just, you know, maybe they're going through the books right now as we speak and they don't actually know. But it's not looking particularly well, is it? Thank you for listening to the best of the summer run home. The boys are back Tuesday. Joel and Fletch, join them then.